You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. Today we are talking Mets baseball. We bring in Anthony DiComo, our Mets reporter for MLB.com. Anthony, since we last talked, the Mets re-signed Jose Reyes. And uh, it's not to a full-time position. It's to more of a utility role. What can we expect from him this season? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, he is in a utility role, and that's fully expect him to be that guy who's the backup at second base and at shortstop and at third base. But that's also what they expected him to do last year, and he wound up leading the team in, in games played and played appearances. So it's entirely possible and entirely conceivable that a similar situation unfolds again. This isn't your typical Jose Reyes is, is going to start, you know, maybe once a week and get a couple of pinch hit opportunities beyond that. No, he's, he's, he's going to start, I would say, fairly regularly, um, especially as we enter spring training right now and the Mets don't have a starting second baseman. Um, he's tops on the depth chart right now. You know, the point is with, with a, a rookie shortstop and, you know, you're always going to have uncertainty at third base with his Jubal Cabrera's injury history and we don't know what David Wright can do. Um, we don't know who is the second base. Then there, there's going to be plenty of chances for Jose Reyes to get on the field. And, uh, you know, he showed last year that after a pretty brutal start to the season that he still had plenty left in the tank. If he can uh, maybe get off to a better start this year and, and uh, do what he did from about June onward uh, throughout this season, I think uh, certainly the Mets be pleased with that because he's, he's proven to be a productive player even in his mid-30s. All right, like you mentioned, Mets still looking for that everyday second or potentially everyday third baseman. You got Neil Walker and Eduardo Nunez there in free agency, and then uh, Todd Frazier would be a good option for them. Uh, That would be obviously if he plays third. Maybe possibly trading for Josh Harrison. Which one of these acquisitions do you think is the most likely, though? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If you had asked me this, if you had asked me this even a few days ago, I I would have said probably Neil Walker, even though that's not necessarily uh you know a, a usually likely proposition because there's there's some issues there too and some hurdles that they would have to clear um but as Drupal cabrera said something interesting the other day and, and this whole off season the mets have kind of gone under not the assumption that they've said outwardly multiple times that they prefer as Drupal cabrera to play at third base than at second base i think he's better there but as Drupal cabrera upon reporting to spring training said you know what i actually prefer second so the Mets did take note of that, and, and you know, does it make them more likely to acquire a third baseman, which Todd Frazier being really the only one on that list? Um, I think it does. I think it makes them more interested. So if you told me I had to pick one right now, um, I might go with Todd Frazier. I think he's got probably the most upside of anyone in that group. It was just two years ago that he hit 40 home runs. I think he's more than anyone on that list, uh, a name that, that would potentially excite the fan base. Um, you know, the, the other person who I would say that about would probably be Josh Harrison, but the Mets have been pretty clear from the start that they don't want to make a trade unless they absolutely have to. Uh, the asking price reportedly Brandon Nimmo is, is very steep considering they don't see all that much difference between Harrison quality wise and, and say a Walker or a Frazier or even an Eduardo Nunez. Um, I would call Nunez probably the long shot at this point. He, he just doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what they're looking for. Um, not a great, they're uh, not a great on-base guy, but, um, you know, if he comes to shoot, uh, certainly he has proven to be a quality player in the past, and uh, I, they're, they're not ignoring him on, in this market. 
All right, as we head into the season, one of the biggest storylines recently has been the comments of Mickey Calloway saying that he's using a closer-by-committee approach rather than naming a full-time closer. Why? Yeah, this is something um, you know he first brought up in December when he asked about it at the winter meetings. It's, it's an interesting opportunity for the Mets because you have two guys now, um, in A.J. Ramos and Jerry Familia, who have experience as closers. Um, you know, you've got another Anthony Swarzak who saved a couple of games last year. You've got another Jerry Blevins who has pitched in pretty much every bullpen role you can pitch as long as it involves you know getting out those lefties that he's charged with getting out. So you've got four guys who can conceivably match up very well with the closing hitters at the end of games. And, um, you know, Mickey Callaway, I, I won't say pioneered it, but he certainly took he and Terry Francona in Cleveland took it to a new level with their usage of Andrew Miller years ago in the playoffs and certainly what they did last year in the playoffs as well um there's a real movement in baseball to use your best pitchers not only in the highest leverage spots but in spots where the matchups work for them so you know if bryce harper for example is is coming up with two men on pace and and two outs in the bottom of the ninth use jerry blevins there instead of a, a much lower leverage spot in the fifth inning um, why not use the guy who has a history uh, and the skill set to get Bryce Harper out more than anyone else. They didn't make a ton of improvements to their bullpen this winter. Now, now they consider Ramos because he came on late last year, almost like an off-season addition for them. But by and large, um, this is going to be a similar group with the addition of, of Sorzak than we saw last year. So how are the Mets going to deploy it is what they feel will give them the advantage. And if they can kind of use the fact that familiars are coming off surgery as, as a chance to maybe say, well, look, you don't have to be our everyday closer. We've got a lot of guys who can do it. Um, they think this is the way to win games. They think this is the way to effectively strategize uh, with, with how bullpen roles have changed in 2018, and there's plenty of evidence to back up that they're correct. Now, the Eagles wind up getting in the way, and, and does familiar say, well, I want to I want to be the closer. Does Ramos say, I want to be the closer? Uh, We'll see. Right now, everyone's saying the right thing, but it's also, you know, February 1st, so uh, it's a long season, and I'm certainly interested to see how it can work out over 162 games. Bullpen usage is changing, uh, Anthony. You're right about that. But what perennial title contender uses a closer-by-committee approach, and what has Callaway seen from those teams that he would think would, you know, translate in Queens? Yeah, that's thing is it, it's it's never really worked and i think you could you can say it, teams by and large have never really given it a real shot um but the closest comp we have is probably the, the recent indians and in that they were a little more flexible with how they used andrew miller um you know they switched around their closer from from one effective guy to another from cody allen to miller in the middle of, of last year and, and so on and so forth so it's not quite the same situation but ultimately, I don't think this is going to be a, a huge sea change because you also have to worry about, you know, you have to keep these guys fresh. You can't just be warming everyone up every day and you can't just have everyone available at every moment. It's, it's not how it works when you get down to the nitty gritty of, of actually managing a bullpen. So, And not every safe, safe situation is what I described before, where you have Bryce Harper with two men on base and two outs in the ninth. A lot of these are, you know, you're beating the Braves five to two. In the ninth inning, you just need someone to get those last three outs. So I, I think ultimately someone, again, probably familiar, will emerge and will be the guy more often than not. But the point is they don't want to be locked into that. They want to have options. When you get out, when you get into, excuse me, these, these high-leverage situations, 
they want to be able to say, okay, you know what? A.J. Ramos, his stuff matches up best against what we see on the other team. And, you know, we're going to use him here. And we don't have to worry about Julius Familia being offended by that. Or we're going to use Jerry Blevins here. We're going to use Anthony Swarzak here. They just want to have that flexibility. And once they do that, I, they just think it makes the whole thing work better. So I, I don't, I really don't see it as a situation where you're going to have four guys with 10 saves each at the end of the year. I think it's more like, you know, maybe Familia gets 25 and you mix and match the rest. But um, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily going to totally reinvent the wheel. We're curious to see how it plays out, too. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition. We will be back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate you joining us.